Hello listeners, welcome back to another Form Guide Breakdown Preview Podcast. I'm Mitch, I'll again be taking you through this weekend's meeting. This weekend, the 10th of June, we're looking at another meeting on the Morpherville Parks track. We'll get straight into it, we'll go through conditions first before we get into the races. Um, tricky enough sort of little conditions this week, which are going to make the meeting a little bit tricky, so... There was a fair bit of rainfall that hit Adelaide in the middle of the week. So the track was rated a heavy, but I think by the time Saturday comes around, you'll find it'll be between a soft six and a seven. That's the area I've aimed at. The rail position is another little key here for this meeting. We're going out three metres, so we're at the plus six metre position between the thousand and the winning post, and remaining in the three metres for the rest of the track. So... We know that once the rail starts to sneak out past five metres here at the parks track, this track does tend to favour runners that are going to be on speed. So that's where if you're going to go through the form guide yourself and try to pick out some, I would recommend you have a look. Um, You want runners that are going to be able to probably push forwards or at least find the middle of the track quite easily in the straight. So anyway, we'll get right into it. We'll work through each race and then a little summary of best bets and a quaddy at the end. So, kick off here. Race one. Uh, it's a 1,000 metre class two for the two-year-old. So, this is a tricky enough little race in itself as well. I've put number four, Walk Like an Angel, on top. Uh, Walk Like an Angel, I thought, had a reasonably good debut a fortnight ago at Murray Bridge, running second behind Kalasek, who's also in this race. Um... She just looked a little bit green, which you'd expect for your first day at the races, but I reckon she definitely had some talent there. So she was well-backed that day. I think you'll find she's favourite currently in this market. So I'm expecting that she can probably improve now that she's been to the races, and I reckon she's a pretty good winning chance. Next pick, we've gone with number two. Now, forgive her. I'm going to stuff it up here, but it's... I think it's Ninev or Ninev. It's probably something. No, Ninever. There we go. Something like that. The Victorian visitor. Um, was last start winner at Waraknabil of all places. Um, this is obviously a little bit harder, but he was competing in some pretty handy races or a handy two-year-old race prior to that Waraknabil race. He's going to go forwards. Um, shot out of the cannon. Shot out of the barriers like a cannon last start. So if he does that here, he's going to land in a pretty good position. If he runs here, I know he's dual nominated at Sandown. He's going to be leading, and you'd expect that's going to put him in good stead. And then rounding out these picks, I've gone with number one Kalasek, who was the winner of the Murray Bridge race a fortnight ago, beating Walk like an angel, like I said. Um, it might have just clicked for him. The sort of riding was on the wall with some of the form races he had come out of. I wouldn't be surprised to see him win this one. Um, he does go up in weight, but it's going to be a little bit offset by an apprentice claim. So if he runs a similar race up to that last one, yeah, he'll definitely be around the mark again as well. On to race two. This is a BM86 over the 12.50 metres. So there's a couple handy little runners in this race that are sort of just resuming early into their preps. Um, they're the two that I've put on top, but I've gone with number one, Pagago, first. Um, there's a lot in his favour here today. So he's second up. He was a winner first up uh, at Murray Bridge, beat a pretty handy field. Uh, he's a winner over this track and trip. He's got multiple wins, both second up and on these softer track conditions. 
But he also has a super record with Alana Livesey in the saddle, so they've had six starts together. They've won three of those, come second in two of them, and come third in the other one. So I like all of those little key factors for him. He gets three kilos off thanks to Alana's three-kilo claim. Um, and from barrier two, I think he should land in a pretty good position behind the leader. And the leader I've got of this race is my next pick, number three, Metro Legend. So he is also second up. He looks a big chance. He looked a big chance when he was resuming, but he just had a little big weight on his back that day, and he sort of peaked on his run. So with a little bit of extra fitness today, I think he can improve, but he's also got a big drop in the weights thanks to an apprentice as well. So uh, extra fitness, a bit of weight off the back, I think are things that are going to help him. He'll, he'll handle the conditions as well, and he's probably going to lead. The only little knock I had on him is that he's had five runs here on the parks track and never won one, so... It's sort of one of those tracks that you'd think would profile well for him, but he's yet to win one here. So I just thought Pagago might have his measure in this race. My third pick for this race was number two, Extra Mile. So I thought Extra Mile would be a really good chance if the track gets to a heavy. He's um, got a lightweight as well, and he's got multiple wins on heavy tracks. So if the rain does come, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get some support in the markets. Okay, race three now. This is a class one over the 1,300 metres. Uh, tricky enough, not sure I'm going to have a bet in this race. I've just got, there's a mix of form lines and f a slow tempo. Like, you're going to be pretty well off if you can pick out the winner of this, but we'll try our best. Um, I've put on number two, Cold Case, for the Jolly Stable on top. I think this is probably an easier task for him than what he's sort of done in the his other first two runs this prep. He is only lightly raced, and he does get a pretty good map from barrier three, so I think it's going to give him options. Uh, this is his third run this prep. I think he's got the fitness, so if we're ever going to see him break through, I think today's the day. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I said, messy race. Um, second pick, I put number six, Zach's back on top. So Zach's back is a last start winner. He broke his maiden winning at a midweek meeting at Strathalbyn. Now, the impressive sort of thing about that race was um, the fact that what he did was he ended up getting pushed right back into the field um, and he's gone to the inside where there were some big gaps looking for a run. Now, that's pretty impressive because the day that he actually won was quite wet on a heavy track and it's very hard to sort of make those runs on the insides on the Strathalbyn track. So... I thought it was a pretty impressive run from him. He's gone to the inferior ground and still managed to pull away from the field. So I think he's definitely a chance. It's just whether or not he gets back on this parks track too far back in the running that could be the risk with him. But he needed luck to win at Strathy Album. He got it. That's not to say he can't get it here again today. And to round out the picks for this one, number eight, World Action. So World Action was an impressive winner. Two starts back at Warnable on a very wet track during their carnival. She stepped right up in grade next and just found them a little too sharp at Flemington. So this is back down in grade. She'll probably find this easier. And I'm expecting that, yeah, if the track's in the heavy range, she's the one that probably looks the best suited. Race four. This is a BM76 over the 1,400 metres. One of my old faves here I'm going with on top is number three, Wild Imagination for the Jollies. She's a very adaptable type, and she's one that I can sort of trust to know that you're going to get a strong effort, and that's why I'm happy to be with her a lot of the time. 
She can push forwards if she needs to, if there's no tempo in the race, or she can take a sit behind them and produce some big finishes if she needs to as well. I've seen her do both things, so she's a horse you can trust. She ran a really big race when she resumed over the 1,200 metres a fortnight ago at Murray Bridge, so up to the 1,400 second up is really suitable for her, and this is a slightly easier race in a grade sense. So I think she's pretty well placed if she gets the right run. I think she'll be hard to hold out late if she does find clear running space. Um, Second pick... Number nine, Hope at Hand. So Hope at Hand was only three lengths off Royal Merchant two starts ago in those, I think it was the Group 3 during the carnival. She ran a handful, a good oh, handful, I should say, uh, two good races over that carnival um, where she was only about three lengths off the winners both times, and those winners do look like pretty smart horses. So she's definitely got the talent there. She's coming up in grade now, which is the little query I've got on her just because I think she found that last race I don't know, She sort of. I thought she had every chance, but she didn't really reel off the last finishing sort of sectionals like I expected her to. But if she does find her best again, she's definitely a big chance at this grade. And then closing out these picks, number four, Tani Tradition. So Tani Tradition won here last weekend and backs up in a pretty similar race. Um, gets suitable track conditions, like to, likes a soft track and goes well on the parks track. So all positives for her as well. Race five now, we've got number one, Club L on top. So another jolly horse. I think a few of the jolly horses look very good chances in this race. Um, Sorry, I shouldn't say in the race. I should say for the meeting. But anyway, um, this is a very similar race to what he won a fortnight ago at Murray Bridge. You meet some what of a similar field. Uh, Up in the weights, but he gets a three kilo claim from Sheridan Tomlinson, which brings him back down. He's a winner at this track, and he likes the soft conditions as well. I think that if he finds the front and they sort of give it up to him quite easily and he gets an easy run from that wide barrier, he'd be pretty hard to stop. Um, but if someone can push out and get in under him, then maybe it'll be a little bit trickier for him. But, yeah, if he if he's given free-running air, I think he'll be hard to reel in. Second pick I've gone for number four, Noble Magnate, so the stable mate. He was actually second behind Clubell a fortnight ago in their last start. He did a lot wrong in that run. He does a lot run. He does a lot wrong in the pre-parades and stuff like that. He sweats up quite a lot and probably races over races early. Um, but even though he managed to do a lot wrong in that race, he did still reel off some pretty quick times to make up some good ground late. Um, Jake, the senior stable jockey, goes on, which this might be a little attempt to help settle him down. I'm expecting if he can settle and put himself in a position around midfield that he'll be he'll go pretty close to winning this. It's just a whether or not you want to take him on that trust to see if he does settle down pre-race. Uh, close out the picks for this, number five, second to none. So I was pretty impressed with second to none's win a fortnight ago. She never really gave anything else a chance. Once they got into the straight, she just took off. I think she's a massive threat in this race if they stay here. So she's nominated across two other meetings this weekend. Um, she's at Sandown. She's accepted as well. Or she might go to Swan Hill. So she's a little bit of a watch at this stage if she does stay here or not. Race 6 now. BM62 over the 1,400 metres. Uh, Shock Horror have gone another jolly horse on top. I think they're about to hit their straps in this season, but I'm pretty sure I said that last week. So anyway, 
Race six, number two, another Ponzi. So he hasn't put a foot wrong this prep. He's won two races in a row, both at Balaclava. And this race field that he's meeting doesn't look any tougher than the ones that he's been beating earlier this prep. Um, he profiles really nicely. He's only lightly raced. Uh, in his career, he's started at very short odds in all four runs. So that's a sort of indicator that the market wants to be with him. He's someone that you can trust, I think, now having won those two races in pretty convincing fashion this prep. He is drawn wide, but there is a lack of speed in the race, so I'm expecting that he'll probably come across him with run and tell, and he's either going to take a sit outside the leader or probably sit in behind him if he has to. So I think he's adaptable enough to do either. The way he was finishing off those wins at Balaclava, to me, suggests that he's just going to chew up this 1,400 metres, and I think he's really hard to beat here today. Uh, next pick, number eight, Turfit. So Turfit takes a good dropping grade here today. This is a fair bit easier than the last start fourth where he was in a BM82 grade. Um, she'll be back in the running. That's the risk. She's probably going to need luck in the straight. But I think, yeah, with that speed drawn outside, if they are made to work pretty hard early, potentially she'll be set up to be able to sweep over the top of them late. And then number one, run and tell to close out the picks. So run and tell was second behind another Ponzi last start. Looks the natural leader of this race. And if the track is a flat out favouring leaders, I think he'll find himself in that position without too much pressure. He may be able to just run away with it. So we'll have to see where he lands and how much pressure he gets put on him. On to race seven. This is a BM80 over the 2,250 metres for the stayers. I think the key form race for this was a 2,500 metre race a fortnight ago at Murray Bridge. The top couple of picks in this race really fought it out. So I've gone with number six, Dixie Whistler, on top. I thought she was pretty good last week at Murray Bridge, or sorry, a fortnight ago at Murray Bridge. She finished second. I thought it was a pretty bold run considering she didn't really get the race panned out to how she usually does. She sort of settled midfield and then sort of had to... I don't know, sort of rest up through the race where she likes to lead and gallop and get out in front of them. So I think coming onto the parks track suits her a bit better. She does have a good record on this track, so I'm expecting her to sort of push forwards and sit just behind the speed in maybe Golden Crusader. Um, I think she's just going to get a little bit of a better run and she might get out of the trouble, which held her up a little bit at that Murray Bridge race. Uh, number two, Canford's my next pick. So Canford was third behind Dixie Whistler in the Murray Bridge race. He went a little bit more forward than he usually does, and I think that's what nearly got him over the line. Um, he'll probably need to be doing that today on the parks track. I don't think you'll want to be setting dead last. Uh, he is a proven stayer, and he has won here on the parks track. So now that he's beginning to peak in fitness, I think he's going. we're going to see him win a race soon. The question mark maybe is he's got a big, big weight on his back today, which might just hold him back if the track is pretty heavy. And then closing the picks out for race seven... We got number one, Golden Crusader. So it's a Victorian visitor who is dropping in grade. Um, I think he had a few issues last time, uh, maybe a hard arrhythmia or something like that. So could be forgiven for finishing down the field. Um, this is a slightly easier race. I'll map him to push forwards and take up the speed. So I think if he's given that speed and he handles the heavy weight, he potentially runs away with this race if he's given it too easy. But yeah, the, the question mark for me on him was the big weight. He's got 60 kilos over the staying trip on a pretty wet track. Race 8, BM68 over the 15.50 metres. Number 2, Rialto goes on top. So I think Rialto looks really well placed in this type of race. He backs up this 
week after having run fourth last week on the parks track. He was met. He, I think he was back from like elevens into fours or something like that. So a huge amount of support for him. And strong market support like that is always something that sort of indicates that the markets must think you're doing something right. There's a massive sort of shift towards him. So I think he's really well placed in barrier three here. You know he'll look to push forwards and lead. He has a win over this track and trip, and he does love a wet track. So I think he's really well placed. He's going to have a really good run there. I thought his main threat was really I think going to be number four, Maricourt. So Maricourt comes off an impressive last start win at Casterton. He produced a massive run from the back of the field and was way too strong for them late. So I like him up to the 1550 metre trip as well. I just felt like he was a little bit of a risk out of barrier two as he may get buried back on the rails, which will mean he's going to need a fair bit of luck late in that running. Um, and then, yeah, closing out the picks for this race, number six, Fanmalia. So Fanmalia was backed pretty strongly to win at Balaclava last start when he dropped in grade, and he did so salute that day. Um, I think he's probably going to need his best to be competitive here, but, you know, when you come off a win like that, it's always a pretty good confidence booster, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him improve coming back to the city. Race nine now, the closing race of the meeting. Found it the absolute toughest race of the card. I'm not 100% sure what I wanted to do, to be honest. I sort of looked at up and down and up and down. Um, so what I did was I settled on number seven, Midnight Rush, as my top selection. Probably only because he's lightly raced, um, and I think he sort of displayed some good talent in his first prep, but did a fair few things wrong. So he's first up here today, and I, I like the fact that he's had a bit more time to sort of mature, and he might just get some natural improvement, which could see him be pr- pretty competitive in this grade so that's what i'm looking for today we know he can win fresh and his trials he looked to move all right so settled on him second pick number five destiny's republic i think it's an interesting one at a pretty good price by this stage of the day we're going to know how track how leaders bias the track is playing um if it's a flat out leaders bias i think destiny's republic is going to put himself in a pretty good position and lead he will handle a wet track as well so if it you know is shaped up like that by this stage of the day. He definitely looks like one that's going to get a good run. And then the Gov to close out my picks. So he's a last start winner. Um, and if he runs anywhere up to that, he should be good enough to win this. I just thought he was a risk from the extreme outside barrier. I would have much before preferred to see him drawn inside. So he's going to have to do a fair bit of extra work to get across from that barrier. But yeah, he's definitely not without a chance. He's just going to need a few things to fall his way. So they're the race to races. I'll go through, let's go through the quaddy first. Um, so starting off, obviously, in race six, I've put number two, another Ponzi, one out on top to kick off the day. Race seven, leg number two, I've put the whole field in as this selection. That's the staying race. Like I said, I reckon anything could happen in that race. Leg three, race number eight, I've got two and four. So that is is Rialto and Maricourt. And then in the last race to close it out, I've gone numbers 1, 5, 6, 7, and 10. So for 100% of that quaddy, that is a $110. More for Vilbes bets now. I've got three, I reckon. So race 2, number 1, Picago. That's one of the better ones. Race 6, number 2, another Ponzi. 
As we're recording this, he's sitting at around the $2.50 mark. That's probably the minimum I'd want to take him on. I probably don't want to be backing him too much shorter, and that's purely because of the conditions of the day. I reckon it's one of those days anything can happen. Um, and then closing out the best bets, race eight, number two, Rialto. Uh, I've also been doing a little around the ground if anything sticks out to me. So I have done Sandown this by this time. So I've got two best bets at Sandown. My two bests are going to be race two, number seven, extra two, and race nine, number nine, Daytona Bay. So that's a wrap on the podcast for this week. Uh, good luck if you are having a bet this weekend like I said I'd probably start to think about reducing my stakes if these tracks are getting really really heavy so be careful out there punters and if you are having a bet this week please remember to do so responsibly think about what it is you're really gambling with and if you or someone you know is having trouble call the gamblers helpline or look them up online thanks again for listening and we'll be back next week for more